ओम ज्ञान तिमिगंधस्य ज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरन मिलितम येन तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः which is the most important thing that anyone should understand and he also describes which is also equally important uh, what is the relationship of the living beings with him there are many difficult philosophical problems for people who think about them who are we where have we come from who is god what is our relationship with god these are all very difficult questions to try to understand the answers to for those who think about them most people in modern society don't even think about such they simply think how to get money and enjoyment and sometimes they may become a little bit spiritual by watching some swami speaking on tv and whatever he says which usually is nothing about god anyway these swamis who speak on tv they think yes now i know everything about spiritual knowledge but actually if we want to have knowledge of god then the best person to get it from is god himself here krishna is speaking about vibhu the supreme lord which means himself sometimes people question how is it that krishna speaks sometimes about god as if it's someone else he speaks in the third person but actually that is a common mode of speech in sanskrit that someone will speak about himself in the third person and especially when one is speaking one's about one's position or one's formal role then it is natural to speak like that just like uh i may say to one of my disciples that whenever you see your guru you should offer obeisances i could just as well say whenever you see me but to stress the point that you should offer obeisances because that formal relationship is there of guru and disciple therefore it is said whenever you see your guru so sometimes in bhagavad gita krishna refers to himself as vibhu the supremely powerful lord or ishvara the controller just to show what is his position we why should we surrender to krishna not because he is blue not because he plays a flute there may be many people with different bodily colors and some of them may play flutes also but we are to surrender to krishna because he is the supreme personality of god and when we surrender to krishna then we understand about his transcendental personality and form and activities but we are to surrender to him because he is the supreme personality of god the supreme controller so there are many such terms for the supreme lord in english there is this very general term god and in sanskrit there are such words as bhagavan parameshwar ishvara samadhu vidhata bhagavan paramatma parameshwar parameshwaran ishwaran bhagavan bhagavan ibadatara so all these words have specific meanings but often these meanings are misunderstood what does it mean to be god what does it mean to be bhagavan so krishna is explaining in bhagavad and if we understand bhagavad gita as it is then actually all these difficult philosophical problems that arise can be easily understood now one common question is that well if god is all powerful then why does he allow us to suffer and perform sinful activity and to try to solve this problem sometimes people say that well god is good and he's quite powerful but he's not really all powerful he's a nice guy he means well but you know what can he's not that powerful i mean he's quite old by now he created the world a long time ago oh uh, there are various theories that 
everyone is God and everyone is just performing their own Leela they think that even the pig eating stool is God performing his Leela so these various theories are dreamed up by people who do not understand Bhagavad Gita as it is but here Krishna is explaining and Srila Prabhupada is explaining even further for all of us who are less intelligent than Arjuna uh, what is the actual position that Krishna is all-powerful but the living being or jiva is only a very tiny limited power and Krishna allows the jiva a tiny measure of free will and Krishna gives him the power sometimes to fulfill his desires or at least he gives him the power to attempt to fulfill his desires however the Lord does not become affected by the sinful activities of that others perform nor is he responsible for the sinful actions which others perform the living being in the material world is given some free will and with that free will comes responsibility so he himself enjoys or suffers in this material world karya karna kartritve hetu prakriti ruchate purusha sukhatu karnam bhoktritve in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna further explains that the uh, interactions of the, the modes of material nature what goes on in this world that's that's all done by material nature but the cause of the living beings experiencing happiness and distress in various positions within the permutations and combinations of the modes of nature that is the living being himself so the supreme lord he is accompanying the jiva in every birth ishvara sarva bhutanam hridesha arjuna tishtati rambayan sarva bhutani yantrayu rudhani marina he is uh, accompanying the individual soul as the super soul within everyone's heart but he does not partake in the suffering or enjoyment of the living being he is always fully in knowledge not as some people propose that Bhagavan has come under the delusion of Maya these are all very strange ideas even though they're propagated by people who are supposed to be very learned in Shastra they're very strange and very wrong ideas you find some people who are very learned in Shastra and very learned in uh, the science of Nyaya or logical Nyaya extrapolation but if you although they express it in very complicated or high sounding language if you if you analyze what they say it's actually ludicrous Prabhupada used to call it the word jugglery of the mayavadis that if you take away all the fancy terms what they're actually saying is that bhagavan the supreme lord comes under the agency of maya and thus enjoys his leela as a pig eating stool so you don't need to be very you don't need to be very learned in shastra or very learned in anything to understand that this is an insane proposal why should god who is all powerful and the supreme enjoyer become a pig eating stool and then get captured and cut up and made into sausages they have sausages in india now. a sausage what it is they take the intestines of a pig and put some uh, and then they uh, put some of the rotten meat inside that and tie it up and then they sell it to you and you eat it and you go to hell don't worry within five years it'll be a Tamil word 
Just like computer is in Tamil, you say computer, right? Keep Tamil pure. Keep Tamil pure. Don't have any English words. Okay. Kanani is computer. So, they can, so maybe they'll invent some word for sausage also. You can keep your pure high culture as you eat sausages. You won't say sausage, you'll say something else. <laughs> but anyway, this idea that the Supreme Lord becomes a sausage is bogus. <laughs> it's so strange. Sometimes we have to sit down for hours or days or months with people just to explain these very simple points that the Supreme Lord is not a pig. Actually, he is the form of Adi Varaha, the Supreme Lord in the form of Varaha. But that is n nothing to do with the stool-eating The People, they can't understand this because they're envious of Krishna. And if we listen to, or to people who speak like this, which means most of the Swamis, people will become infected with this serious disease of envy of Krishna, by which one thinks that one is one with God. I remember once I was giving a lecture in a temple in Vishakhapatnam. How we are not one with God, we are servants of God. This was the thrust of my lecture. After the lecture, one young girl, I guess about 16 years old, said that, Why are you saying this? Because all the Swamis say we are one with God. Why are you saying different? So it's a fact that most of the Swamis are saying that the Jiva and Bhagavan are the same. But it's not what Krishna says, Bhagavad Gita. And it's not even sane. Anyone who thinks I am God, except God, is insane. Anyone who says they are God, except God himself, Krishna, is crazy. But we like to hear such things. If someone flatters us, even if it's not true, we like to hear it. Someone may be the most ugly person on earth, but if you tell them, you're so beautiful, then they think, oh yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> someone else in this world is sane apart from me. <laughs> you can approach someone who is completely unintelligent and foolish and uneducated and say, you are very intelligent. <laughs> so if we say to people that actually you are God, and they think, hmm, yes, that's right. Yeah. But we should stop to think, well, if I'm God, then why is my boss yelling at me all the time? <laughs> Or why so many things? Why do I have to die? Why do I get diseased? The Mayavadi, or those who think that everything is all one, we are all God, will say this is our Leela. But then we go to the cinema and we watch the film stars dancing in Kashmir or Uti. Or Uti is safer than Kashmir. <laughs> the uh, invisible orchestra in the hills. And then we would think, well, if I'm God, I'd rather do that Leela. Why do I have to do the Leela of going to the factory every day? <laughs> it becomes a difficult philosophical question. Actually, it's not that difficult. I'll give the answer right now. The reason is that actually you're not God. <laughs> and the film stars dancing in Uti, they're also not God. <laughs> because it may look very nice they're dancing like that, but they had to do that take 55 times. Each time they start to do 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 cut! <laughs> and although they're smiling in the movie, at the end of the day they're just completely, their face is all black and they're exhausted and what a terrible day. But they have to smile because that's how they get their money. So it's, it's actually a very, very simple thing to understand that we are not God. And it's practically ridiculous that we have to say this point again and again and again. Because people are so much misguided that they actually think they're God. It's, it's ludicrous. 
people think that, well, when you become spiritual, then you become God. But it's not true, and it never will be true. Why do we have to get old and die? Because we are controlled, that means we are not God, we are not the controller. It's a very simple point to understand, but unfortunately, uh, most people, especially Hindus, they are much deluded by this idea that I am God. That's why we're always stressing that you should read this Bhagavad Gita as it is and not other editions. Because Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to take us out of ignorance. What is that ignorance? That ignorance is not understanding that we are eternal servants of Krishna. But if we, if we understand all these different editions of Bhagavad Gita as it is not, then we shall become more bewildered instead of becoming free from ignorance. Because the various commentators who are not Krishna conscious, who are not devotees of Krishna, who are envious of Krishna, they make no clear distinction between Krishna and the Jiva. By studying Bhagavad Gita, we are supposed to understand that I am the eternal servant of Krishna, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But instead, if we think that I am God, that means we have not only misunderstood Bhagavad Gita, but we have actually gone backwards in our spiritual understanding. So please try to understand this Bhagavad Gita as it is. Just this very simple point. This is the whole basis of real spiritual life. That I am eternal, I am an eternal living being, very tiny, I am a very tiny eternal living being, I am an eternal servant of Krishna, who is all-powerful. And I am suffering in this material world due to my sinful activities. But by nature I am Satchidanandamai, eternal, full of bliss and knowledge. And my real happiness, a real happy life, is in the service of Krishna. So actually to understand Krishna consciousness is extremely simple. And practicing Krishna consciousness is also very, very simple. And it's naturally very joyful. And by practicing Krishna consciousness, we become free from all illusion. So please take to Krishna Bhakti, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. And don't be misled and confused by wrong ideas about spiritual life. It's not as some people say that all the ideas are right. There are right ideas and there are wrong ideas. The right understanding is that Krishna is the Supreme Lord and we are his eternal servant. And all other ideas are wrong. It can't be that everything is right. Just like if we say the, uh, the Prime Minister of India is Atal Bihari Vajpayee, that is right. If we say that the Prime Minister of India is L.K. Advani, that's not right. If we say that the Prime Minister of India is Sonia Gandhi, that's also not right. There is one particular fact which is correct, and it, other facts or so-called other statements cannot simultaneously be correct. So the actual fact is that Krishna is the Supreme Lord. That is the conclusion of all the Shastras. And any other statements, they're wrong. And it doesn't matter who says them, they may be very big famous Swamis. If all the Swamis say, I'm a Swami and I'm not going to say it, but uh, I'm a Swami, I'm not going to say that. But even if all the Swamis were to say that Krishna is not God or there is some other God, it's not true. Just like, uh, you know, if, if many people in India say that Bajpai is not the Prime Minister, well, of course, they can, by saying that, they can vote him out, but as long as He's in, he's in, he's the only Prime Minister. 
What is a fact cannot be changed by public opinion. So the eternal fact is that we are, is that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and we are his eternal servant. And that fact is never going to change. That Vajpayee is the Prime Minister of India, well that is going to change. But that Krishna is the Supreme Lord, that is never going to change. And we can believe other things and say other things. But as a result of that, the fact will be that we will continue to suffer within this material world. So understanding Bhagavad Gita means to understand crucial facts that affect our very existence. It is vital information for everybody. It is not meant just for a few people. And it is not meant just to be interpreted in any way we like. Krishna in Bhagavad Gita is speaking vital spiritual knowledge for all of us. And it behooves us to take advantage of that information and make our lives successful by taking knowledge from Krishna and going out of this material world and going to the kingdom of God. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? Human beings are eternal servants of uh, Not only human beings, every all, living, all living entities. Every, every living all living entities. in human Agreed. bodies and in other bodies. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but uh, there are missions, uh, we are saying, that uh, to serve God means we will have to do it in a visible and pragmatic ways, like uh, uh, serving the poor. What are the various methodologies that we need to serve Krishna in this world as per our Krishna moment? Yeah. Say in Tamil the question also. Yeah. So you are asking, how should God be served? Bhagavan, Bhagavan, how can we understand how God should be served? Different people may have different opinions. But whose is the best opinion about how God should be served? I'll give you, as you are asking for some practical advice, I'll give you a practical example. Just like I travel to different places and various people are very kind and they like to cook various preparations that I shall take as Krishna Prasada. So someone may say, well, we'll cook Sakar Pangal, he'll like that. Or someone may say, well, we should cook some curd rice, he'll like that. So there may be so many different opinions about what to cook. How can you get the best opinion about what I would like to take. What do you think? <laughs> you can ask me. Yeah. <laughs> so in the same way, if we want to understand what's the best way to serve God, then the best way is to take information from God Himself. There's another alternative. What's the alternative to getting the directly from God? Or, or, all right, directly from me, what's the alternative? You can ask Guru. You can ask my assistant. Guru. You can ask my assistant. Who knows who knows what I like to take, isn't it? So you can either take information from God or one who is very close to God who knows exactly what he wants. So we have information in Bhagavad Gita how Krishna likes to be served. That is more elaborately explained in Sriman Bhagavatam. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Arjanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam. Atma Nivedanam Itipun Sapita Vishnu Bhaktis Chainava Lakshana Creator Bhagavatyadha Creator Bhagavatyadha Tad Paramamaditavam Tadaditavan Uttamam It's Falad Maharaj says that these nine processes of devotional service these are the best way to worship Lord Vishnu. Now this idea that Manava Seva is Madhava Seva is based on a misconception. 
It's based on the misconception that every person is God. So I am the rich God and I will serve the poor God and the poor God will come begging to me. They say, Daridra Narayana. <laughs> we are worshipping Narayana as Lakshmipati. Then how do we become Daridra? Because you rascal are thinking, I have a lot of money, I own Lakshmi. Thinking, I have some money, it belongs to me. You're a rascal because you don't recognize it belongs to Krishna. So this, uh, they have the idea that, well, we should feed the Daridra Narayana. So cut the throat of the goat Narayana and feed them. <laughs> because this particular mission that propagates this, they have no uh, bar against meat-eating. Although the sannyasis in South India don't eat meat, probably because they get chased out of town if they did. But in Bengal, they run chicken farms to support their mission. Now this idea, Madhava Seva is Madhava Seva, then instead of doing puja for Madhava, they go, oh, no need for that, I'll just feed some poor people. So there are so many mistakes. This idea, although superficially it may sound spiritual, it's actually extremely envious of Krishna. Because they're telling us to give up the activities of bhakti and so-called serve the poor. But you cannot actually help the poor like that. You feed them and in a few hours they'll be hungry again. And the karmic reaction that they have to suffer by being hungry, if you put it off by feeding them, then like any, anyway they'll have to suffer it at some point in time. But practically speaking, how many people anyway are suffering, starving like that? If you do poor, you like to feed the poor, but they all have money for booze and, and biris and all this. So this poor feeding, it's more for the satisfaction and prestige of us the than actually for any altruistic propensity. So people like to think, oh yes, I'm very good, I'm feeding the poor. They run a factory and they squeeze the men, they give them minimum wage, they make them work like anything, and then uh, they make a show of feeding the poor people. Materialistic people are always hypocritical. And they're all, they're all, it's like a conspiracy, they're all with each other and they all like to, one, one is making a drama of being very pious, and the other people go along with that because they're also cheating themselves and others. It's just like this lion's club. It's just formed so that people can flatter each other because they so much want that someone will flatter. So they should just call it the flattery club. Mutual flattery club. <laughs> people are making lakhs of rupees by cheating people and they spend a few thousand rupees to build a bus shelter and then they spend more than they spend on the bus shelter to have a big function to praise each other for doing it. You want to translate that? Madhvacharya preaches Dvaitvad that Krishna is the Supreme Lord and all are his servants. But it's not that we have adopted, it's not that we have just adopted Madhvacharya's interpretation. It's not that we, it's not that just Madhvacharya has his interpretation, we have adopted that. It is a fact. As I was saying, the fact is the fact. Either Krishna is God or he's not God, which is correct. So you can say Madhvacharya has his opinion and Shankaracharya has his opinion, you can choose anyone you like. 
have to see which is right and which is wrong. They can't both yeah, be right. One person says two plus two equals four, someone else says two plus two equals five. So one is right and one is wrong. And if you say, well, I think I'll follow the one who says two plus two equals five, and you can say, well, it's just another opinion, but it's wrong. So there is fact and there is mistake. And Shankaracharya's propaganda that everything is all one, Ishvara is under illusion, it is a mistake. And there may be thousands of Swamis who are says that Shankaracharya is right, but they're wrong. So you may say, well, Shankaracharya is a great authority. But he's not a greater authority than Krishna. Krishna is the supreme authority. And Krishna presents himself as he actually is, as the supreme Lord. And uh, Shankaracharya may be very respected, but what he says is not correct, because he doesn't follow what Krishna says. So it's not just that Madhvacharya had an opinion and we're following his opinion. Rather, Madhvacharya spoke the fact and we're following the fact as presented by him. Yeah. So we should just try to understand this point. Are we God or are we the servant of God? And if we are sane, we should understand I'm the servant. It's not sane to think that I am God. To make money by all illicit means and then give it to Krishna, will uh, all these uh, reactions be relieved of? <laughs> we don't generally recommend it. Theoretically it is possible. There are examples of great devotees who even by stealing they used to bring money to serve Krishna. But generally if someone does that, their consciousness will become polluted. So it's not generally recommended. Theoretically we can do anything for Krishna. Arjuna was told by Krishna to kill on Krishna's order. But that is not an order to everybody. So we have to execute spiritual life uh, according to our position under the guidance of Shastra and under the guidance of Acharyas. Alright, now we are going to have this ceremony of giving certificates. Shikshanigalji. Do you want to explain about that a little bit while I go to the bathroom? You just explain. Yeah, Kamal Kam. Kamal Kam. You just explain for a few minutes when I go to the So these are all very nice questions you're asking, so you please come regularly and all these points can be explained. We see here in South India people have nice interest in but by bhakti, chanting the names of the Lord is the most important process. So the practical understanding of philosophy is to chant Hare Krishna and be happy. So please join in the kirtan and from our very soul chant the names of Krishna and feel Krishna's loving reciprocation with us. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we today we are holding this first time Shiksha